Done. Do it! Just do it! Now, with Locked In, here's Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. Well, the 38 and a half did not cover last night on ESPN2. In fact, Bigsby didn't even score 38 and a half points as Jinx with a massive upset. The 58-game win streak was snapped last night. Jinx 38, Bixby 35. The Spartans tried to have a late rally, got so close. The Jinx Trojans with probably the biggest win in the state of Oklahoma high school football this year. Jinx ran it for 355 yards. I was shocked. You were shocked. Everybody was shocked at that final score last night, Parker Thune. Yeah, see, Tyler, this is why I don't spend a whole lot of time in Vegas because I was on the air yesterday saying, oh, of course Bixby's going to win. They'll win and cover. It's not going to be close. And here we are, Jinx on the heels of a 38-35 to victory over Bixby on a Thursday evening. What an impressive performance by the Trojans in that football game. You know, I was watching that game last night, and I thought to myself, I wonder if this has ever happened before. I wonder if there's ever been a week in football where two high school teams in the state of Oklahoma have played on a more high-profile channel than what the OU football team will play on on the upcoming Saturday. (laughs) Jinx and Bixby played on ESPN2, and OU's going to play on ESPN+. How wild is that? Uh, That's something. But, I mean, hey, that that speaks to one thing more than anything else, and it's... Speaks to the fact that high school football in Oklahoma is an entity these days. It means something, and it especially means something when you have a team like Bixby that's riding the nation's longest winning streak, and it comes to an end on national TV. That's got to be great for the Oklahoma high school football brand. No, it, it definitely is great for the brand, and some of you just couldn't wait till 2 o'clock. Right, right as soon as we hop on the air, time to address the elephant in the room. How does Tyler guaranteeing a win and jinxing Bixby affect OU football recruiting? Well, as we talked about yesterday, probably not all that much, but yes, I did jinx them because it's not like their team is just loaded all over the field with uh, D1 talent or at least Power 5 talent. Um, the 58-game win streak was snapped, but it still is an impressive thing to look back on because we haven't seen... 30 D1 guys roll through there in the past couple of years. Yeah, Bixby and Jenks are two programs that year in and year out have a ton of talent, sure. But uh, for Jenks right now, I mean, their their highest recruited guy is Jalen Stanford, a three-star athlete who's going to be going to the University of Houston. And for Bixby, uh, you know, you got the the has has I have to always have to remind myself has not has you got the has brothers both committed to the University of Arkansas but I think the impressive thing about those two programs is that they're so well rounded and they're so consistent across the board that they they don't have to rely on superstars in order to win football games and win them convincingly outside of those two at Bixby I don't know if there are any other Power 5 football players yeah. on that roster, and you can say the same about Jinx beyond J- uh, Jalen Stanford. 6A1 is going to be really, really fun since uh, playoff time is upon us. This is week 10 of high school football across the state. Most teams, I think except the West Side State uh, teams, have played last night because of the weather that has just now hit here in Norman. But the uh, playoffs, now that Jinx got that big win, they're finally, uh, or at least they're really healthy, rushed for 355 yards against Bixby. Yeah, it's th- those playoffs are going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about that game as the show rolls on. 
34-39 if you want to interact with us with your Cruton and OU Baylor questions. But we got to talk about the visitor list for tomorrow. And did I hear Brandon Drum correctly last hour? Colton Vosick's not going coming to town, and now the, the Bedlam visit is, is what he's yeah, in? Oh, yeah, no. That's, that's, that's the word. Wow. That's the word. And, uh, yeah, I mean, not not a great sign. No. Now, listen, listen, that could be completely legit. He could just have decided that he's going to show up to Bedlam instead with his buddy DJ Hicks. But as we talked about leading into this week, if Colton Vosick isn't on campus for this Baylor game, especially with the knowledge and the understanding that he played on a Thursday night and has more than enough time to get up to Norman for game day, yeah, you, you don't you don't feel great about that, Tyler. Yeah. So does your feeling? You, you don't feel great about it. I don't think you can feel great about it. No. Does it really swing your opinion of this thing all that much, though? I mean, I, I and I don't know where Look, you currently like, sit on it, but you know. I, and here's where I will sit for quite some time. This is a coin flip. This is a fifty-fifty shot. I think. Look, if Colton Vosick wanted to be at Texas. He would have flipped to Texas by now, right? So, especially with the knowledge that he grew up a Texas fan, uh, he's he's got his entire family uh, sworn allegiance to Texas, and yet he's committed to the University of Oklahoma. If he was really sold on Texas being the destination, he would have flipped to Texas by now. This the the fact that this is dragging on would lead you to believe that the kid's legitimately torn, and we've talked about the fact that that's understandable. Right, he loves Brent Venables, and he also loves the University of Texas. Yeah. It's real hard to say no to one or the other in the end. Now that's what's going to have to happen. But I understand why Vosick is wanting to take as much time as he can conceivably take on this whole deal. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's a whole lot of similarities between he and Peyton Bowen's recruitment. But it's just all right, Peyton Bowen. I, I think you want to decommit from Notre Dame and go elsewhere, but. Why haven't you done it yet? Why haven't you at least decommitted from Notre Dame? What are you doing? And from the Texas side of things, I'm sure they're feeling pretty confident, especially when they hear the news he's not making it to Norman this weekend. But at the same time, even the confident Texas fans got to be asking themselves what you just said. All right, if if, if you want to be here, like, w- when is this thing going to happen? Because we've been talking about Peyton Bowen flipping for about six months now. And it hasn't been that long with Colton Vosick, but it's still been – over a month, I think, since we've been having these conversations. Yeah, and at this point, I would say I'm more confident that Peyton Bowen is a Sooner in the end than I am that Colton Vosick is a Sooner because I don't think Bowen is sticking with Notre Dame. I've been very vocal about that. A&M is a dumpster fire right now, and that kind of leaves Oklahoma as the last man standing, in a sense, for Peyton Bowen. And you throw in the girlfriend factor, you throw in the reality that his best buddy, Jackson Arnold, is obviously committed to Oklahoma and has been quite solidly committed for uh, nearly a year at this point. And it makes all the sense in the world for Peyton Bowen to end up in Norman on National Signing Day. With Colton Vosick, you can't take anything to the bank. It is legitimately a shot in the dark. It's a flip of the coin. It's 50-50. And if it, re- if it is a, f- a flip of the coin, if it is 50-50, like the positive side of this, though I don't think it's necessarily a great sign, it, the positive side of this is that I think there will be a better home field atmosphere for the Bedlam game than there will be tomorrow. Now, I don't think tomorrow is going to be a, a ghost town. I think tomorrow definitely has the chance to be a, a good atmosphere, a fun atmosphere, especially if OU plays well. 
But the Bedlam atmosphere is going to be better. Uh, there's going to be just more venom in the air that day. And if OU has a four-game winning streak going into that game, I think that that atmosphere is going to be even better than what it feels like it's going to be right now. Now, we don't know the, the kickoff time of that game. It could be 11 a.m., and Vosick might have to say, well, I'm in the playoffs right now. I can't really make it to an 11 a.m. Saturday game. But if he makes it to Bedlam, if it's a night game, that will be the best of what OU has to offer for a game day environment this year, at least I think. That's true. And, it, again, here's the thing. It's not a great sign if he doesn't visit tomorrow, but if there is a game you want him in town for, it's Bedlam. So if he doesn't show up for this Baylor game – you better make absolutely certain that he's in town for Bedlam because that's also going to be a huge visitor list, Tyler. And I mean huge. It's always kind of been the game that OU was angling to get a lot of their top targets as well as most of their commits in town for. So there are going to be a lot yeah. of recruits present that day for Bedlam. That's kind of like a push your chips to the middle of the table type of game yep. when it comes to recruiting. You're like, here's our last chance to impress you. Before signing day, signing day will happen uh, pretty soon after that. Like, here's our final impression of you. Let's push all our chips and and, and let's see let's see what you think of our think of our environment. But yeah, man, that that's gonna have to be the biggest recruiting weekend of the year with the names that are gonna be in town. I mean, that's gonna be a, a, a and you know Jackson Arnold's gonna be there. J- There's no way Jackson Arnold's going to miss that game. If David Hicks, if Colton Vosick, if Sanford's in town, like he, he'll he'll definitely be the ringleader of that weekend. Yeah, you can expect that Jackson Arnold is going to be wheeling and dealing in the recruit section uh, of the Owen Field bleachers that evening. If it is, if, if indeed it is an evening, and it feels like it's going to be an evening at this point in time. But yeah, look, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Jackson Arnold, by the end of the season, will have been to every single one of OU's home games. I'm trying to think nice. if there has been an exception. We should, and I can't, we should uh, put look. him in the student section from now on. You know, he's probably been the best student to attend games <laughs> this year. He stayed the longest. I mean, look, that's just – regardless of what kind of class Oklahoma turns up in this 2023 cycle – that's the kind of dude that you're thrilled to have as the future leader in the face of your program because he is all about the University of Oklahoma, and he has made that abundantly evident with both his words and his actions over the course of the 10 months that he's been committed. Peyton says, I think both schools made it hard on him. OU started winning again, and then Texas is sort of stumbling at the moment. However, him not being here this weekend and then him probably being in Austin next weekend – I'm not counting on him. Oh, is there a thought? Yeah, he, is there a thought he's going to the Texas TCU game next weekend? God, I look. He's been at Texas a lot more than people realize. He's been at Texas. more than the, more than Which just is, the two games this year: the Iowa State yes. and the Bama game. Ugh. Yes, and look. Here's the deal: he lives right down the road, so it makes sense to an extent, right? If if there was a kid from Norman committed to another school, but grew up an Oklahoma fan and lived five minutes away on Jenkins, for instance, then, yeah, you'd expect that Oklahoma would do their part to make him a regular visitor in their effort to flip him. So it's understandable that Vasek has spent so much time at and around Texas. Uh, So it would not shock me if he were at that Texas TCU game. But, again, look, he's – for right now, he's committed to Oklahoma. You can't count on this thing holding. Sure. You can't, and you shouldn't. But the fact that he hasn't decommitted, that speaks very loudly as well. 
Text line says Westlake's first playoff game is most likely to be next Thursday night. Okay. Uh, Union beat Jinx earlier this year, 38-0. Everyone in Jinx knew we could win when Bixby put up 80 points in a game, and we followed it up with 90. Uh, let's see. Parker, any comments on the David Stone tweet yesterday? I'm guessing they're referencing the one where he said he's homesick. Uh, I, I, mean, I don't really have a comment on it just because, look, David Stone is the type of guy that has and will continue to – has played and will continue to play up his recruitment on social media. And, look, I still think the kid's going to be a Sooner in the end. A lot of people worried about Michigan State, and I get that. But I still think his heart is in Norman. And I here's the, here's the comparison I would make, Tyler. There was a time – when most of the nation, most of the recruiting industry thought that Gentry Williams was going to commit to USC. And look, there were some legs to that. There were some teeth to that conversation, too. Gentry Williams really liked USC for yeah. more than a minute. Had a great relationship with Dante Williams. But if you knew that kid, what you knew was at the end of the day, when push came to shove, he didn't have it in his heart to be anything other than a Sooner. And I kind of get those same vibes with David Stone. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. R- real simple, everyone. Um, you're rooting hard for two teams outside of uh, OU. So get the Gator chomps ready. You know, you're rooting for the Gators this weekend at A&M. Two bits, four bits, six bits a dollar, all for the Gators. Stand up and holler. And uh, Emaw, every man a Wildcat on Saturday as well. Go Gators, go K-State. Pretty simple, Parker, on uh, who OU recruiting fans should be hoping uh, wins those football games tomorrow. Yeah, but so, somebody on the text line said, can we get Colton Vosick a sooner girlfriend? <laughs> who, do, who do we got? Who do we got that can uh, work those angles? That's the question. Yeah. Who do we got in Austin? Oh, Bobby. Bobby's in Austin. Bobby, you're running point on this endeavor, all right? Make, Make it, happen. it happen. Make it happen. Let's go. Parker won't drive around the White Buffalo in Tulsa to get David Hicks and Colton Vosick. So, text line's going to have to take charge of this if you want it to happen. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Parker is at Winter Creek in Blanchard. I'm inside the Brown O'Haver Studios. More to come next right here on Locked In. Every Friday on The Rush for filling up the stat sheet. Teddy and Tyler will let you know who will fill in that stat sheet this weekend. is active on this football Friday. They're listening to us via the Ref app. Just search KREF in the App Store. and It's also the best way to listen to our pre- and post-game coverage tomorrow on the Ref. We'll get kicked off at 8 a.m. Uh, we'll take you 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. for the 2 o'clock kickoff between OU and Baylor for our pre-game coverage. Live at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner. And then post-game from Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. Uh, you can listen to us via the Ref app as well. Again, K-R-E-F in the App Store. Uh, St. Catherine, Jamaica is tuned in today, Parker. Switzerland, the country of Switzerland. I don't know what city in Switzerland is listening today, but Switzerland is tuned in. Very Switzerland, of course. Brooklyn, New York. BB, Arkansas. Bloomingdale, Illinois. Reno, Nevada. Grants Pass, Oregon, Ackworth, Georgia, and our small Oklahoma town of the day, Beggs, Oklahoma, checks in. Beggs, Oklahoma, there you go. Just south of Tulsa, right? 
Yeah, I think it's pretty close to in, in, in between. Maybe. Yeah, in between Henrietta and uh, Tulsa, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, but hey, by the way, did you see uh, Baylor's uniform reveal for tomorrow? No, I I saw their uh, truck pulled in behind a. Um, is it sweet? Yes, it's sweet. It, they're doing they're doing the white out, white helmets, white jerseys, white pants. Hmm. I'm I'm kind of worried, Tyler. That look is dope. Let me see here. I'm going to pull it up on their Twitter page. Surely they have it. And, yep, the Stormtrooper look. The all-whites with the white helmet. I'm not a big white helmet fan, but... Really? Yeah, I just... I, 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 like, Miamis are okay, but for the most part, white helmets don't do it for me. I know I'm wow. probably on an island on that one. Yeah, but. I think you are on an island. Uh, for those that have made a habit of interacting on the text line, please uh, fire away. Let Tyler know how wrong he is Do on it. the white helmet. We thing. also because need to cheer for Cal tomorrow. Cal, non-white helmets, so I will cheer for them. Blue helmets with the Cal in the uh, script gold across the side. Let's go, Cal. I mean, hey, so we had a texter, and this was a couple hours ago now at this point, so I can't even find it anymore. But we had one texter that said, listen, I'll tell you why on Monday. I'll tell you why I think this on Monday if I'm right, but I really believe Caleb Williams is going to have a rough game tomorrow and USC is going to lose. Well, I, I guess they're thinking that Cal has a pretty good defense. I saw Muleshoe make a comment that, you know, Cal reminds me of uh, – Gary Patterson and TCU in the way that they, you know, play defense over the years when I face them. Who's their coach? Justin Wilcox is he still at Cal? I think maybe. So oh, he gosh, got. A, I don't even know. I think what he got I do a know is Gary Patterson, which is interesting. Yeah, well, especially considering that TCU's current head coach is Cal's former head coach in Sunny Dykes. So interesting parallels there. Yeah, very interesting. Um, uh, okay, actually, you have you have a couple fellow white helmet haters Good. on the text line. About time. Well, Texas well, has white you... helmets, so I think a, there's more OU fans than you think that are going to say that they hate them. Oklahoma State had white helmets for a long time. I mean, they still do. But, yeah, your biggest rivals. Uh, I, wow, okay, the texts are pouring in, and there are actually more people that agree with you than people <laughs> who disagree. Yeah. So this is, this is right. not going the direction Thank I thought you. it was going. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. White helmets suck. Rather have the anthracites than the white OU alternate helmets any at any time. So I uh, I asked this on both of our Facebook and Twitter pages. It's week 10 of uh, high school football across Oklahoma. So I was wondering, who's the best Oklahoma high school football player that you've seen all year? And, and since we go very national with our recruiting approach on this show – you can just throw out any recruit that you want to, regardless if they're in the state of Oklahoma or not. But I had to laugh because I asked that question, and the first response on Facebook, Parker, to the question of who's the best Oklahoma high school football player you've seen this year said, Cushing, Oklahoma. Come on, guys. Nice. Come on. Hey, maybe that's, maybe that's a person, Tyler. Maybe, maybe that's also a person. Who are we to judge? But uh, no, I, my answer to that question will probably be: Look, I so I haven't actually seen Jacoby Johnson in person this year, but I got the chance to watch him quite a bit as a sophomore and junior. And look, Jacoby Johnson's the best player in the state. He fast. The most, yes, yes, the most complete player, the most versatile player. That'd be Eric McCarty. I think it's got to be a two-horse race, and they play different positions, so it's not an exact you know apples to apples type comparison, but. It's a two-horse race for me between Eric McCarty 
and Camden Six Killer, man. And that's the he picture that I put. I, I put. I, I attached that picture with the question, and I knew that you were probably going to get there. And that was kind of my underrated pick. Is I, I haven't seen him in person. I have seen him on KRefSports.tv throughout the year, but that dude. And I think North got like the two seed. Uh, they're going to get a first round bye, and he's one of the biggest reasons, if not the biggest reason, why Norman North got a quarterback this year. Man, he. Um, I, I don't know what his offer list currently looks like, but. He got a chance to pull in an impressive late offer, too, here down the stretch. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't have any FBS offers. I don't think he even has any FCS offers, which that needs to change because the kid's a stud, can do it with his legs, can obviously do it with his arm, and he's just a good all-around dude. So I think he's one of those guys, and you think about what Gavin Frakes did last year, committed to New Mexico State on signing day after – decommitting from the admissions process at Princeton. New Mexico State was the only FBS offer that Gavin Frakes had, but he went down there and he's starting for them as a true freshman. Who's to say that Camden Sixkiller can't do the same thing somewhere if you get a team that's willing to jump in the boat on him late in the cycle? Uh, hey, if you got any submissions on the text line, by the way, 405-651-3439, uh, best high school football player you've seen so far this year. And just for regular you know, OU fans who – occasionally watch a high school football game here and there, I'm going to guess it's going to be hard for some of them to not say Jackson Arnold or Peyton Bowen because they play on the same team. And if you've seen one, you've seen both of those guys. But that's regardless of which one you want to go with, that's a pretty strong one too. Yeah, I've seen some really, really good high school players this year because you know I've been I've been out and about pretty much every Thursday, pretty much every Friday. Jackson Arnold and Peyton Bowen are the two easy answers. I throw PJ Adabare up there as well. And again, like it's it, none of these answers are going to surprise you because those three are all five stars, right? But you show up and you watch them. It's not hard to pick out the five stars on the football field. You don't have to be a recruiting analyst, you don't have to be a football expert, you don't even have to know what's going on to be able to point to one of those three kids and say, yep, that's a five-star talent. And that's the first checklist when you go see a five-star in person. Like, Can you look at both teams during warm-ups and say, oh yeah, there he is. Without knowing his name or without knowing his number, can you say, oh yeah, of course, that guy's the five-star, look at him. And both of those guys, yes, both of those guys are exactly that. Nice try, 0311 on the text line. All right. I, uh, I've seen too many Chris Farley movies to fall for that name, fake name from Bixby. Very nice try, but I'm not reading that one out loud. These people, I swear. They just try to get you to – it's funny. Like, I laughed at that. That's really funny. Um, and if you've seen the Chris Farley movie with David Spade, which one is that? It's Is it Tommy Boy or Black Sheep? I can't remember which one, but – most people will get the reference just uh, mentioning that one. No, I mean, we, we've seen a ton this year. And this is a really good year for uh, football players in the state of Oklahoma. So we've got several submissions rolling in. We'll kind of read some of those off. If they're not a fake name, as the show rolls on in the text line, I am curious how uh, Bucky's was last night. Did oh, you Bucky's hit it up twice or just, or just oh, one? Yes, 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 I did hit it twice. Uh, grabbed myself a peach tea on the way into the game. And then on the way back, I, I got back to Norman at like 2 a.m. It was a late, late night. But on the way back, stopped at the exact same Bucky's in Melissa, Texas, snagged myself a Texas cheesesteak burrito, which is heavenly. Tyler, if you've never had one, get one the next time you're at Bucky's. Texas cheesesteak burrito and a chocolate milk 
that was God, you my, are all uh, about choice. the chocolate. It's like that's your road trip beverage of choice, chocolate milk. You can't go wrong with chocolate milk, Man. Tyler. Like I, just, I, I have always been team chocolate milk. I will always be team chocolate milk. Mm. Uh, let's see. Tulsa needs to. Uh, Let's see. They're, they're saying that Tulsa needs to offer a six killer from Norman North. Tulsa needs to yeah, offer I, him. I, I would say so. I would say so. If you're a G5 looking for a late take at quarterback, yes, that kid should be high on lists. Yeah. Uh, white helmets are trash. Also, solid white pants with no stripes just look plain and boring. The only team that comes close to even pulling it off is Penn State. Yeah, Penn State has a classic look, and I feel like there's there's a deeper appreciation for a classic look that's never changed the likes of a school like Penn State, right? But in general, I really like the all-white look. I think the white-out look is so clean. My favorite OU uniforms, Tyler, are the road whites. I know, and but that sparkly I, I, helmet, it, that just the, the crimson helmet, does that, that completes the look for me. That's what makes it pop. Okay. The all whites I mean, are the best uniform. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with you, but man, that crimson helmet up top—that's that's what really makes it pop. It's I, I agree with like it's a good look. I don't have any qualms with it. I wouldn't mind them trying out a white helmet one of these days, though. That yeah. might be sacrilege. I might be alone in that belief, but my belief is that you throw a white helmet on top of that white jersey and white pants. And it's going to look really, really nice. Uh, by the way, hashtag relationship goals on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We mentioned Jamaica is tuned in today, and there's a couple in Jamaica listening to us right now. Uh, we gave them a shout-out that they were listening, and they slapped. Uh, they gave each other a high-five on the beach. Hey, so. there we go. <laughs> Football Friday, live from Jamaica. Appreciate uh all, uh, you two tuned in today. 405-651-3439. More of your texts coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune on this football Friday. Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. I believe this is uh, exactly 69 days since OU's last commitment. I don't know if you've been nice. keeping up with that or not. So, uh, nice. <laughs> Teddy Lehman's reveling. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, it, it's it's fun to bring up today, but it has been a while since OU's got its latest commitment. So hopefully that changes uh, at some point sometime soon. You are at Winter Creek in Blanchard. What's going on over there today? Well, not a whole lot's going on because uh, I think everybody's just waiting on the rain to hit, so not a lot of golf being played. But, hey, this is an awesome spot. I'm going to be back. I, uh, I've never been out this way. I can tell you that much, Tyler. I, as a native Nebraskan, am not particularly familiar with Blanchard, America, but it's an awesome spot out here at uh, Winter Creek Golf and Country Club. Very scenic. Uh, very isolated, which I love. That's just that's my kind of vibe right hmm. there. So having a blast. Uh, here's your daily David Hicks for today. As we oh, said no. earlier, root for Florida. Uh, I don't know if anything really can happen this weekend other than A and M getting beat by 21 points by Anthony Richardson and OU. Like that's that's yeah. that's oh, your daily hey. David Hicks. Just let, OU hey. win, A and M lose. That's it. Yeah. By by the way, Tyler, I'm, I'll just I'll say this much. 
A&M might have a few key absences tomorrow. Including Connor Wegman? I, I potentially didn't they have I like just, a flu bug or something that was going around earlier in the week and they're also dealing uh-huh. with injuries yeah yep yep that's a thing hmm sorry about you a&m let's go florida <laughs> come on man let's go florida yeah uh, i can I, I tyler and i aren't in the same room but i can visualize him doing the gator chomp from the studio right i've now. been doing it consecutively for 40 minutes throughout the show today just to show Love my that. support for the uh for the florida gators so we let off the show yesterday talking about all the new offers that have been um, thrown out by OU over the past week. Now, that, 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 there's, a, there's a, lot to, a lot of names to mention. Um, Ashton Sanders is a name. Uh, Marcus Strange is a name. Damian Sanford is a name. Uh, out of all the new offers that have been sent out over the past seven to ten days, who should be at the top of OU's wish list, OU fans' wish list? That's a great question, man. I think you can get really, really excited, quite honestly, more so than perhaps anybody else, about Daya McCullough, who's currently committed to Cincinnati. We've talked about him. This is a four-star guy, uh, number 347 overall prospect in America, and number 33 safety per the 24-7 sports composite. If the Sooners flip him... That's a really good get in the back end of that secondary, especially because I don't think that's coming at the expense of Peyton Bowen. And so if you have a safety class that includes Peyton Bowen, Eric McCarty, Daya McCullough, and then perhaps uh, the addition of another guy in northeast Oklahoma A&M, safety Kendall Dolby, a guy that I really, really like and is more than likely to be a Sooner right now, that's that's a pretty solid squad in the back end of your secondary. Uh, McCullough committed to Cincinnati from South Bend, Indiana. Penn State, Michigan, Utah, Florida, and some others have offered him, like Parker said, four-star safety, six foot two, two hundred. You know, Cincinnati's not a Power Five team right now, but clearly they're a good program. They were a playoff team last year. If you can come in this late and you can take probably their highest-ranked commit away from them. I haven't looked at Cincinnati's commit, but I'm going to guess McCullough is at the top. I mean, he's certainly near the top, uh, if not number one. He is that's their highest-rated That's commit. a power move right there, man. That, that's a power move to go in and do that this late. Yeah, no doubt. And that's one of those things that you can you can do. You can flex your muscles at a place like Oklahoma in that capacity. You can jump in late on a guy that's committed to a G5 institution, and you're at least going to have a shot. That's not to say that McCullough definitely flips. He may stick it out with Cincinnati. There's all, Obviously, there's a reason he committed to Cincinnati in the first place. He feels comfortable there. But at a place like Oklahoma, this is the type of luxury that you have late in recruiting cycles, and we saw the Sooners do this last year with guys like R. Mason Thomas and Cavante Henry. Uh, as well as a couple guys in Jaden Gibson and Nick Evers that uh, I guess they didn't technically flip from Florida. But uh, you saw the Sooners make some late moves in December and January this past year once Venables and staff got to town. How much more are they going to be able to do uh, when they're not trying to worry about not only uh, closing out a recruiting cycle, uh, but also having to do all of the menial tasks that come with uh, taking over at a new place, moving into offices, establishing a culture, vision, meetings, all that. You think about everything that they accomplished last December and January, and you think about how much easier their job is going to be this December and January. You're 
optimistic about the way that this Oklahoma staff is going to be able to close out the 2023 cycle with maybe some names that we haven't even talked about yeah. yet. Yeah, and speaking of those new offers, Ashton Sanders is one of those uh, true true nose tackle, six foot two, two ninety five, true nose guard uh, out of, out of L A. And you guys had a story posted on him on OUinsider.com. And he had a couple of quotes. He said, it came out of nowhere, honestly. I had never heard from Oklahoma. And then Coach Bates hit me up on Twitter about 30 minutes later. We got on a call with my coach, and later that night we talked again, and that's when he offered me. That's a huge offer. I was surprised but very excited. Oklahoma is a big-time program and definitely has that wow factor to them. Coach Bates said he really liked my senior film and was surprised. I didn't have more schools after me. And we talked about locking in an official visit. So, uh, I'm going to guess that he takes a visit to Norman. What I, I th- is he already locked in for that Bedlam game? Ashton Sanders? Yes, he is locked okay, in. Yeah, he will be taking an official visit November 19th. Yes. And sounds like OU is going to have a pretty good chance at landing him down the street. They will. It feels like, it feels like an OU-Wisconsin battle yeah. right now. And Wisconsin has been a player in his recruitment for quite some time. Uh, I... He was he committed. He may have been committed to Cal. I don't know if he was technically committed there or just kind of inform informally, silently committed there. But as of right now, uh, I tend to believe that, barring other offers late in the process, this is going to come down to Oklahoma and Wisconsin. And I think you have to favor Oklahoma in that battle, especially with the knowledge that they're going to host him on an OV. Chase from Orange County is officially in Norman, Oklahoma. He confirms on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's go. Chase, cannot wait to see you tomorrow. Uh, someone else on the text line saying A&M is spreading the flu through Puff Puff Pass. <laughs> oh, wow. They went there. Uh, yes, they did, and it's amazing. From the 405, a friend just texted me and said Colton Vosick isn't coming up this weekend. Can you confirm? Uh, that's what yeah, it sounds the, like. It, it doesn't, doesn't look like that's happening. Which, again, not, not a fantastic sign, but you move on, regroup. See if you can get him to town on November 19th for Bedlam, at which point you're going to have a lot of his peers on campus as well. So is it a great development? No. Is it the end of the world? Also no. Uh, We will see whether he makes the effort to get up to Norman on the 19th. If he's not in Norman that weekend, you can. We don't have to wait till signing day. Like We we know exactly where it stands at that point. Uh But, yeah, it's not, it's not not the best sign. At all, and if what? he okay. if he's in Texas next weekend, ugh, ugh, it gets real interesting, even more. Yeah, stuff. we got we got a listener on the text line says Wisconsin. How Wisconsin doesn't even have a coach? Well, you know what they do have? They got a really good defensive coordinator, Tyler and Jim Leonard, and it doesn't seem like Jim Leonard Jim Leonard is going anywhere. And so, if he's not the next permanent head coach, I would expect that Wisconsin pays him a whole lot of coin to stick around as D.C. It's his alma mater, so you'd figure he'd be willing to cut them a little bit of slack if that were the case. But Jim Leonard doesn't look like he's going anywhere, and for that reason, Wisconsin will stay in the mix for a guy like Ashton Sanders. Speaking of coaching searches, did you see who the uh, what the hot new rumor is at Nebraska for the next head coach? What is the hot new rumor? So Dave Aranda is the hot new rumor. What's oh, that's not a new rumor. Well, what's interesting is there was a new development this week that one of like the, some Nebraska fan site, not like um, like j- just someone like a fan that has a Twitter account, right? Tweeted out that hey, I heard this from a donor that Dave Aranda like the deal's already done, yada 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 yada, and I, I guess Trev Albert's right hand man, like the CFO, Doug Ewald. 
responded to that tweet and said it's absolutely not true, which is weird, right? That like that his right hand man like normally administration doesn't get into rumors on Twitter from like a fan site. So the fact that this guy felt inclined to comment on said post about Dave Aranda being a done deal was. Yeah. I found that interesting. I don't think he'll be it's the next. Just, head. I don't think he's leaving Baylor for Nebraska. But still, it's like, what are you doing, dude? It's just so Nebraska, man. It's just so Nebraska. This whole thing is so Nebraska. Watch, they're gonna they're gonna end up hiring some head coach that we have not talked about at all. It's it's not well, who, gonna be who Dave would that be at this it's point. Not, I think we every name's been thrown up for that job. I don't know who it would it's be. gonna be like Matt Entz or somebody. Yeah. I, who, who knows? Man, it's a wild coaching search up there in Lincoln, Nebraska. We thought it might be. 405-651-3439. Final time for you to get in with your recruiting questions on Locked In. We'll close it up next right here on The Ref. Elite Roofing Systems bringing you this hour of Locked In on a Football Friday. Elite Roof OK for more information on how they can help you. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune. Parker is at Winter Creek in Blanchard. Let's try to get to as many texts as possible. We've got a ton. Um, tell us about the 5'9 running back that committed last night. Braylon Colgrove out of Aubrey, Texas. Is he a uh, preferred walk-on? Is he a scholarship guy? He is in the 23 class. Uh, yeah, that is a preferred walk-on. Definitely not a scholarship guy. So, is it still 69 days without a commitment, or is it zero days yes, without a commitment? Yes, no, we, we, I, don't, okay. I don't think we count preferred walk-ons here. Okay. So, so I, we're just, still we're Everyone still was 69. like, wait a minute, guys, you got one last night. He announced it during senior night, but he did not have a uh, scholarship offer. So, there's that. Any chance Anthony Hill could flip from A&M to OU? That's the 405. <laughs> no, no. I have not. not heard that rumor at all. No, that's not happening. Uh, who are we looking at to replace Colton Vosick, says the 918. Uh, okay, well, you act as though the Sooners aren't still recruiting, like actively recruiting Colton Vosick, trying to keep him in the class. OU's not moving on from Colton Vosick. And so, look, as of right now, you've got Tessilia Kana uh, out there on the open market still. OU's trending well in that recruitment. He's not the same player that Vosick is. But look... I think if Vosick does end up signing elsewhere, what we know, Tyler, is that there are always going to be guys that are still on the market into February that don't sign in December. You know who one of those guys was last year? R. Mason Thomas. Yep. So to me, it's not really something you have to sweat yet if you're Oklahoma. Once you find out where Colton Vosick signs in December, then you can plan accordingly. If he's a Sooner, great. If he's a Longhorn, then guess what? You start to look at backup plans, and there will be plenty of viable ones, whether you want to go the high school route or whether you want to hit the JUCO circuit or whether you just want to go to the transfer portal because that's an option too. Any word on Cecilia Kana asked the 405. He's supposed to be at A&M this weekend, and, but OU still feels like they're the leader at this point. Yeah, Cecilia Kana just does not fit at A&M, and I, think, I also think he's – 
I, I think the Aggies are in for a beatdown tomorrow when he takes that visit, so it's probably not going to be the best of vibes as far as the on-field product there. You can so, hear some boos, yeah, I, and, and maybe they booed last week against Ole Miss. I don't know, but A&M fans are pissed, and they may let everyone know about it tomorrow. I still feel excellent about where Oklahoma sits in the recruitment of Cecilia Connor. As do I. You know why, more than anything? It's not because of A&M. Well, I it that that's Brent Venables' guy, man, and he is, yep. you know, he like Brent Venables is going after this dude, and as we've talked about before, history has proven like when Brent Venables sets his eyes on a recruit, like I'm gonna go get this dude. More times than not, he's he got a pretty good hit rate with that. He's gonna make it happen. Yeah, well, and also you consider this, Tyler, if you trust my balls. Oh, we all do. Don't my balls have said <laughs> since June. It sounds a, a my balls bit have been on the line saying that Cecilia Kana is going to be a Sooner. Yeah. I, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Uh, we know where Vosick is going. Let's not keep acting like he's coming to you, uh, coming to OU. Says the text line. Okay. Everyone's waving the white flag. I guess on this recruitment. It's over, Parker. He might as well throw the horns up. This recruitment's over. OU's got no chance. Well, yeah, just like, never mind, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Anyway, the point is, what what I do want to communicate with regard to the Vosser recruitment is, again, if he were locked in with Texas, if Texas is where he wanted to be, he would have flipped by now. I promise you that. He's not a kid that enjoys the recruiting process. He's he shutting it down. He, like, so you think, is he even doing yeah. interviews now? I think he's shut no, all that No, he's down. not. So you think you think he would subject himself to another month and a half of this constant attention, constant quote-seeking from reporters uh, if he knew for a fact that he wanted to be a Texas Longhorn? No, the kid's torn, and it's understandable. Well, this is not going to be over anytime soon. Will he make it to Austin? Well, he lives in Austin, so yes, he will uh, for the TCU game. But will he be in DKR for the TCU game next Saturday? That'll be telling. Will he actually make it to Norman? Will he be at the Bedlam game later this month? Well, that's that's what we're going to be watching for, Parker. Everyone will continue to ask about Colton Vosick until that Bedlam game. We'll continue to update whatever the storyline is, but the story is going to be, does he make it to, to Norman or not for that game? That's it. I mean, that, that's that's the big thing I think that can happen this month. Obviously, outside of a decommitment. If he's there for Bedlam, yeah, you don't feel great, but you feel okay. If he's not there for Bedlam, then you wait the See life. ya. Yeah, exactly. All right, that'll do it for Parker. The Rush coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We are the Homeless Sooner fans.